This is fan fiction only. Jar Jar Can Be Useful by David Gramillion. It's not that I'm a city boy, but the woods just aren't really my thing. There's no black market, no city officials to bribe, and, worse still, no good-looking women. When I stepped out of my ship, the fresh air struck me. It was oddly refreshing, but I wasn't here on a vacation. A life was at stake. Her life. The next four hours were a lesson in futility. My ship's scanners had picked up the ruins, but the dense vegetation made it impossible to pinpoint. Uncertainty. Thy name was Naboo. Excuse me? Something tapped me on the shoulder. I whirled around, grabbed the intruder by the front of his vest. My vibroblade sprang into action, stopping a few centimeters from his throat. Whoa! He shouted. Miss Asari to bother you. Who the heck are you? I growled. Missa might be more talky-talky if the knife wasn't so close to Missa throat. The creature squirmed in my grasp. I ain't backing down, I said. Yusuf from Offworld? He asked. What if I am? He swallowed hard, the lump grazing the knife. How Yusa know I can't spit venom? Or bite Yusa head off? Or Missa blood isn't acid? Acid for blood? What kind of moron do you take me for? I asked, but my blade did pull back a little. For all I knew, this long-eared, mumbling, lanky idiot might be truthful. I've seen far too many parts of the galaxy to know that anything was possible. That's all the more reason to keep this knife at your throat. Give me one good reason why I shouldn't give you a new airway. I pressed a little closer. Miss, I haven't killed you yet. He replied in a low voice. I let go of his vest. The creature wasn't expecting me to let go. He slipped and fell straight into a bit of mud. I'm sorry about that. I put my vibroblade back in the spring-loaded mechanism hidden in my wrist. Misa called George Binks. He stuck out a hand. I'm Kean, I replied, helping him up. Just Kean. I don't think Bazaar could come close to describing Jar Jar. His ears came out of his head, but drooped down to the bottom of his chest. His long limbs swayed to and fro as we walked. More often than not, he got in his own way, but there was a certain charm to him. I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but there was something about him that made me smile. Where is Risa going? Jar Jar asked. Wisa aren't going anywhere, I called over my shoulder. I'm looking for something that I need. It's around here somewhere, but this mess of a planet isn't exactly suited for walking around. Jar Jar looked sheepishly at the ground. Sorry, I said. I'm sure the nightlife is wonderful. He immediately brightened up, showing a wide and toothy smile. I know there's a word for what makes me so friendly to him. What was it? What is an Alana? Jar Jar asked. I froze in place so quickly that Jar Jar ran into me. I stumbled a step or two, but he fell over entirely. Jar Jar pointed to my wrist. It was hard to miss so close to Misa's throat. I absently fingered the vibroblade that had her name etched into the handle. Nobody you need to worry about, 
His eyes widened, which is saying something considering they were already rather large. It was a person? Misa thought it was just the company that made it. I cocked my eyebrow to one side. You know about modern weapons? His toothy smile returned. Uh-huh. Misa know a lot. There had to be a word to describe him. But what was it? I guess that's true. Alana is the reason I'm here. She's sick. I couldn't make my voice say any more, even if I wanted to. You're thinking she's gonna die? He asked. I looked up at the sky for a moment, in the direction of Ord Mantell. I hope not. For a while, only the sounds of nature could be heard. Missa can help you, if Missa can, Jar Jar said quietly. I put a hand on his shoulder. I'm not sure how you can, unless you know where these ruins are. I pulled out a holographic image of the ancient structure that cost me 80,000 credits to get my hands on. Jar Jar smiled. This is your lucky day, except for the Lady Diane. You know where the ruins of Nasira are? My jaw dropped. He nodded so hard his ears flapped. Old place, very sacred to the Gungan people. Once used to be our home, before we were driven into the water by the Naboo. Driven? I asked. Long story, Georgia replied. Long ago, Naboo and Gungans, friends. Then, we said get into big fight. Naboo no like us, Misa thinks, because we said different. They push us out of our home and back into the water. We shall stay there, but one day, we shall come back. We shall warriors. I clenched my jaw. I'm not a fan of bullies. Can you take me there? The ruins should have a very rare herb that only blooms on the first full moon of the year, which is tonight. On second thought, no. Jar Jar shook his head. No one allowed there except Bar's Nas family. My stomach plummeted. I must get there. Her life is at stake. Jar Jar cocked his head to one side. I could see he was wrestling with himself about this dilemma. He snatched a large insect away from a nearby tree with his long tongue. Misa, sorry, Kian, he said mournfully. I knew what word I was searching for. In most of my life, I dealt with the dregs of society. Arms merchants black market scum, spice dealers, child beaters, even a few crooked politicians. I had become accustomed to being deceived, even flat out lied to. When entering a deal, I fully expected to be double-crossed at some point. Jar Jar Binks was genuine in every way. What if I met with the Boss Nass family and asked for permission? Would you at least take me to see them? I asked. His genuine smile returned. After only one hour of walking, Jar Jar became very nervous. His large eyes shifted about from side to side. He would wring his hands and mutter, Oh no! several times to himself. I was sweating enough for the two of us, but I'm sure if he had sweat glands, he'd put me to shame. What's going on? I asked. Missa can't say. He shook his head again. Another ten minutes, and Jar Jar was positively shaking with every step. 
I put a hand on his shoulder, and this time he jumped. We're close, aren't we? Mister, he started. Can't say. I finished. A loud rumble off to one side shook the ground. Both of our heads whipped in the direction of the noise. A large column of smoke rose through the dense foliage. When I turned back to look at Jar Jar, his face was a sickly green color. Risa in big trouble now, he moaned. I bolted in the direction of the smoke, running at full speed, despite the undergrowth that tried to trip me up at every turn. I came skidding to a stop and ducked behind a large tree. The ruins lay before me, and we were not alone. The sprawling former city of Nasira was a relic of a bygone era. Its stone walls were covered in nature's attempt to retake the land. The water and the land came together to celebrate the relationship the Gungans had with their planet. The once proud city towers had crumbled with the passage of time. I could feel that, in its time, this was a marvel of civilization. Now it was just a monument to the Gungan people. In one corner of the ruins, a bright green set of bushes showed promising buds. Four enormous ground crusher machines were warming up their engines just outside the city. These dark red monsters were manned by several humans who were in a heated discussion with others on the ground nearby. By the stars, I swore, they're going to crush the ruins. Jar Jar, are you seeing this? I turned around, but I was utterly alone. Fine, I'll take care of this. If Jar Jar doesn't care, then all I need is the herb and I'm out of here, I said to myself. You're so leaving? Jar Jar's voice called from above. I glanced up to see Jar Jar hanging upside down from a tree branch twenty meters above me. He nimbly flipped down to the ground, as if it were no effort at all. I need that plant, I said. That's all I'm here for. But this is Misa home, Jar Jar said. Listen, you didn't even want me here to begin with, remember? Why can't you go back and get the Boss Nass family to take care of this? I asked. The engines roared again. The ground crusher's hydraulic lifts lowered to the ground in anticipation of demolishing the ruins. Jar Jar whimpered. Then again, I have a nasty habit of sticking my nose into other people's business, I sighed. Jar Jar brightened. But I don't have the first clue how to take out four ground crushers without my ship. There's no time to go back and get it. Do you have any ideas? I asked. Jar Jar nodded, his ears flapping again. You're set get their attention? I pulled out two blaster pistols from my vest. That's the easy part. But what am I drawing their fire for? Jar Jar flashed his genuine smile. Getting their attention was incredibly easy. The ground crushers had begun driving their way through the outer walls when I extended a universal greeting. One thermal detonator to the wheel of one machine, and four dead Naboo operators later. They were returning the favor. Blaster bolts rang out all around me as I ducked and dodged along the outskirts of the ruins. A hollow emitter I had stashed on the rooftop provided a slight distraction by putting up a dancing image of me, but their sharpshooters gave me only a few seconds to catch my breath. 
One last long stretch of open ground lay between me and the goal Jar Jar provided. The three remaining machines lumbered toward me, trying to keep me from the open ground. They entered a square, the ground shaking all around me. I closed my eyes, shielding myself from the debris as they fired on the walls around me. At the right moment, I pressed a small button. All three machines became immobilized by the electromagnetic pulse I had set up. Their engines died down, their wheels ground to a halt. I ran for it. Several hatches opened from the ground crushers. Using pistols or rifles, the Naboo took a few pot shots at me. I was too far away for them to do any good. All I had to do was wait for Jar Jar. I hadn't expected the Naboo to be skilled engineers. The fourth machine that I had put out of action with my thermal detonator rumbled down the street toward me, its cannons leveled on me before I could turn around. A high-pitched battle cry ripped in the air. Jar Jar descended from a rooftop, grabbed me, and we leapt into the air again. The wind ripped through me as we soared over the machine and onto the great wall beyond. This is gonna be a loud boom, Okie Day? Jar Jar asked. Without waiting for my reply, he set off a series of explosions that brought down the wall by the lake. The lake poured into the city ruins, knocking the machines over like toys. The ruins were denied to the Naboo, but my herb was gone forever. No! I cried after we landed. This didn't accomplish anything! I shoved Jar Jar, and he fell over again. The Naboo wanted to destroy the ruins. They're gone. I wanted the herb. It's gone too. What in the heck was the point of this? I shouted at him. Jar Jar looked up at me with hurt eyes. Risa can rebuild and reclaim the city now. The Naboo can no have it. It belonged to us underwater forever. Well, that's just swell for you. I kicked up a tree stump. What am I supposed to do now? How do I save Alana? The genuine smile returned as Jar Jar pulled several of the buds from his vest pocket. <laughs> <laughs>